In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. I'm here with my co-host Jack. Jack, how are you, mate? I'm on the road to recovery, but uh, I've got some good news. So, nice little warm feeling in my heart today. Excellent. And we have got a guest that we've wanted on properly since we started, and I just kept on holding it back, a bit like stuffing when you're eating a roast. You keep the best to last. We have got Adam from Surviving the Season on. Adam, how are you, mate? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. I'm a little bit disappointed that we don't have Greg in the Walmart car park as well. On this <laughs> yeah, definitely. We got to get uh, we got to get the crew on at some point uh, with your crew. That'd be a good time. And Excellent. maybe when you get him on his next show from the parking lot, maybe the uh, trolley attendant Amos Jones might be able to just jump on and give a quick take. <laughs> I think that's going to be his next gig uh, if he's lucky. I don't even know if they would hire him. He, he, he might actually be able to F up that job as well. Uh, come on, guys. This is a, a Steve Amos pro show. <laughs> Steve Amos. Is that, you love him that much that you don't even know his name. It's Amos Jones, not Steve Amos. Well, he's going anyway, so... Uh, right, <laughs> yeah, you don't need to know his name. It's not that important. Anyway, today has been some huge breaking news. We have got a new head coach, and in that head coach is Freddie Kitchen. Adam, how do you feel about that, mate? Uh, dude, it's pretty exciting just to have this search wrapped up without... I. I it was kind of getting to the point where it was getting a little dramatic with everybody releasing sources and saying, okay, they're talking to this guy, they're talking to this guy. Uh, and then it was an in-house hire. It was just you know, a promotion. So there was, there seemed to be a lot of drama for nothing. And I think a lot of Cleveland or at least a lot of Brown's Twitter is, is definitely wanted to keep kitchens in the building. And I think they're uh, excited that kitchens turned out to be the pick. However, I mean, to keep it, you know, both sides fair, uh, this is his first head coaching gig. He's going into a season that the Browns are expected to win. He's not taking over a team that is garbage. I mean, he's taking over a team that needs to win. This team expects to go to the playoffs. You're asking a lot out of a first-time head coach. And, I mean, I think he can do it. Him and Baker get along well. But this is, this is, a, this is a big Big step in his career. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't think you can argue about that at all. It's a huge uh, step up. I was very concerned about a month ago when Jack uh, proposed your uh, idea to me that he's never done this before and he's only called plays for eight games. But Jack educated me quite well and said that if we don't bring him to head coach, someone else will. So, um, yeah. I'm super, super excited. Uh, Jack, how are you feeling? Yeah, for me, it was, it was the obvious choice. A, there was very little out there in terms of options. B, in his um, eight-game sample, 
He's had the second best offense according to lots of statistics, including DVOA, which is cracking behind Kansas City. Um, and I question whether that will continue quite to that level, but at worst, if it drops to a top five, top eight, that's that's good enough for a season, and then he can continue to build on that. Um, we're now in a position where we can completely retool the defense. There's a lot of talent there. We'll add some more talent, but that needs to become top 10 if we want to talk about winning playoff games and having a decent run. But where there wasn't really any options out there, it's a really good move. But uh, just some news that's come out now, why we're doing it, things are going on. Charles Robinson's tweeted, there's going to be a change in how the Browns are structured. So um, the head coach, um, Freddie Kitchens, will now report to Dorsey. Kitchens will have complete control to choose his staff. Um, so uh, it's exciting. And uh, I think they put together a really good body of six. Haslam, Dorsey, De Podesta, Berry, Wolf, and J.W. Johnson. So uh, I thought it was a solid from the start. And the fact that everyone was working together and it had consensus from all parts of the building was really good. Yeah, I heard they even uh, FaceTime Baker during the interviews as well. So that's, uh, that's, that's pretty crazy, uh, getting the quarterback involved. But, I mean, Baker and, uh, and Freddie seem to hit it off well. And uh, I'm, I'm sure Baker's super excited that, that Freddie's going to be sticking around. Jack, can you just break it down for me really simply? What has changed in the organization in the way it runs from the previous to now? So in the past, everyone met with Jimmy Haslam and reported to Jimmy Haslam, which you don't want nothing against Jimmy Haslam, but you don't want your central decision maker um, to be the um, the owner. Um, you want, unless they have a serious football background, which is rare considering the amount of money it costs to have one of these teams. You have an individual who is to blame if something goes well or something goes badly, and then you can sack that individual and restart. So that's why you have the GM there of people report to the GM. And if the GM's making errors uh, or the head coach is making errors, either the GM sacks the head coach or the owner goes, right, you're sacked, you're the GM. Whereas what was happening, you had the three branches of the coaching staff in Hugh reported to Haslam. The GM in Sashi reported to Haslam. Dee Podesta running the analytics department reported to Haslam. And then Haslam was just making the decision of what he felt was best. So he's doing what he believed in but the trouble was no owner in an organization like that is in the position to make that decision because you can't sack yourself if something goes wrong unfortunately (laughs) adam you good with that move uh yeah i think it's a way better structure to the organization uh again we we saw what happened when hugh reported to haslam and then He's going over Sashi's uh, over Sashi's head to to do some stupid AJ McCarron deal, uh, trying to get Haslam involved in stuff that, like Jack said, Haslam isn't. He's an owner. I mean, he owns gas stations and and that that's what he's good at. Or yeah, I mean, some could say he's not even good at that. But he's made a lot of money, um, at least enough to uh, own an NFL team. It, you just I I think at least if you say Dorsey's our head. And then the coach goes uh, uh, up the up the ladder to to Dorsey. At least you have uh, one single decision maker at the top that knows what the hell he's doing, and and we're taking it out of Jimmy's hands. All right, great. And uh, guys, how do we feel about losing Greg Williams today, Jack? Uh, I think it's the right move to make. Greg 
Um, incredibly grateful for what he's done in the last uh, eight games. Um, before that, I wasn't a fan of him and I was happy that he's not returning to that DC role. It didn't suit him. Uh, we had a fantastic start to the season on defence, but it was built on turnovers and things like that, which are just not sustainable. You revert to the mean and those numbers just didn't continue. And that's just luck. The NFL will swing in roundabouts. But um, why he done a brilliant job as interim head coach. Lots of that came because Freddie did a really good job with the offense. But I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for what Kitchen, uh, for what Greg Williams has done. But now's the right time to move on. And uh, best of luck for him is the next gig. He'll get a job as defensive coordinator. He, he's out there with some really great names. And he'll do well because you just couldn't have him under Freddie where a player doesn't like Freddie's decision and they can go to Greg and then Greg's having a debate with Freddie and it just undermines and it becomes a bit messy. Yeah, that, that's Adam, a good point, you... actually. <clears throat> Excuse me. If, yeah, if, if you take uh, Greg Williams from the interim head coach spot and then move him back to D.C. and then promote the other guy, you have a weird power dynamic. Um, what, what Greg did, Williams did, though, for, for those last uh, whatever it was, eight, nine weeks, is is um, like almost unprecedented. Usually if a team fires a head coach in the middle of the season, an interim head coach is just, you know, they're just sort of playing out the season, trying to get it over with. And Greg like almost seemed to, he he, he like became a different person. I was really surprised at, at his uh, press conferences and how he carried himself. And then sort of what he did with the team was was really amazing. Um, and a lot of it is if you're winning games or if the team looks good suddenly, then, of course, everyone goes, ah, oh, you're doing a good job. You know, so uh, the inner workings of it maybe were a little bit difficult, but you, you do have to give him uh, a lot of appreciation for turning, turning that around. And the, when, you, when you fire Hugh, and let's say the, the <coughs> last games are just throwaway, we could be going into this season – coming off of a, of a terrible losing season. And now we're, we're in the opportunity to, to, to win games. Like it's, it's looking forward instead of, instead of just trying to rebuild and, and, and working from, from, uh, from the wrong foot. So uh, Greg deserves a lot of credit for, for turning that around. And I, I don't know. Yeah. You got to really appreciate what he did and, and give him thanks. And hopefully he finds a gig. Well, we all know who needs a good uh, DC at the moment, don't we? <laughs> the Bengals. Can you see him going to the Bengals? No, 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 please. <laughs> the Bengals Jack? need a coaching staff, so um, yeah. who knows what's going to happen with the Bengals. Um, there are rumours say it's going to be soon, so I would guess it's probably going to be uh, by the end of this weekend. Can we, can we see Hugh and uh, Greg re reuniting no. over in the Bengals? No, Jeez, that'd be so funny. you might see one or the other. You are not going to see both in the same building ever again. Oh, yeah, I don't, and, that uh, can't work out. Yeah, Jack, how we're we looking for um, the potential going forward with some of these uh, OC and DCs? So we'll start with special. Um, we'll start with sort of what the rumours are out there. We'll start on the offensive side. Um, looks like Al Saunders is gone. Um, there's sort of been no overall announcement, but the general feeling on the offensive side is lots of them being told, hold steady for the time being. We're just going to sort this out. Um, 
because if Freddie's still there, lots of them he's worked with, and obviously some he likes, some he doesn't. So um, I, Adam Henry, I think, will stay. I, I want him to get promoted. Um, Ryan Lindley is apparently getting promoted to quarterbacks coach. Ken Zampini sees either left or um, been sacked. Um, and no word so far on the others on the offense. Um, personally, I'd like to see Adam Henry. I don't think you need to promote someone to offensive coordinator if you've got um, Freddie Kitchens calling plays. I'd maybe say consider keeping Adam Henry as um, wide receivers coach and promote him to give him the job title of pass, was it passing coordinate, pass play coordinator or whatever the fancy title is. Um, but just the offensive, half the offensive coordinator job, put him in charge of the um, passing game sort of on a day-to-day. And then either generally you'll have your O-line coach do the run game. So you're either going to go with Bob Wiley. And if Bob Wiley's not interested, maybe you do it with a running backs coach. Adam? Yeah, I think I, you're, you, yeah, that's a pretty good idea because um, I think we need to keep him in the building as well. He's really turned around what they've done uh, with the wide receiver group. Um, that, that, that's not a bad idea to even – you just give him a little more money, you up his title. Um, I, I would be real interested to see who's actually available out there. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. There's so many assistant coaches. I mean, you're, you're going to have a hard time getting somebody to take a lateral move as an offensive coordinator somewhere that's calling plays to come to Cleveland and then be an offensive coordinator that's not calling plays. It's just the, the, the lateral move isn't going to work. So you're probably looking at wide receiver coaches, offensive uh, game managers, th- that kind of thing. And then they're basically just getting a title. But I don't think we have to fear uh, Freddie's definitely going to call plays. I did like the dynamics of young or new ideas offense and having a wise old DC. And I wonder if we're going to carry on with that model. Well, are you wrapping up the offense there? So I'm talking the defense. Well, I'm just saying, just uh, oh, we, we were covering the offense first. So I was, I was just checking. Well, we're, we're moving over. So uh, no, I'd love to see Bob Wiley stay. Um, and to be fair, between Bob Wiley, Freddie Kitchens and that O-line and Baker, these like sack pressure, hit numbers, they've been insane this uh, last half of the season. So if it's working, there's no need to change it. And uh, Bob Wiley's got an off-season to get fit or just stick him on a mobility scooter. Um, <laughs> just good suspension. He's on the IR still with that broken <laughs> ankle, I think. <laughs> So, sort of the report out there is there's going to be lots of casualties. It's going to be about as messy as a Quentin Tarantino film. Um, <laughs> if we look at the defensive side of the ball, so at the real LA, um, went with defensive staff, it's going to be gutted, save one, maybe two. So, uh, they're expecting lots to move on. Um, I don't know, I haven't really heard anything. Paul, have you heard anything on anyone likely to stay on the defensive side? I've heard on the grapevine that uh, Blake's hurt, been not being told anything at this stage, so he's still in the building. So, but um, it'd be interesting if he goes into a DC position with, yeah, like I said a minute ago, such a uh, new OC. Oh wow, yeah, uh, I kind of forgot about, yeah, I, 
I don't know what to do on the defensive side. I mean, if they bring in a, a defensive coordinator uh, from somewhere else, say like a Todd Bowles or whatever, he's going to want to hire his own staff. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how well you can bring in a, 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 a guy that – hmm, how do I want to put this? Um, I think it's just going to be a tough – it's going to be a tough hire – the the defense is ready like it, they they have good pieces so you can you can get somebody to come here but uh somebody like Bowles who could go maybe work for Arians or go uh say work in um Denver I think even uh, or uh, uh Chicago like that might be a little just a little bit safer job than coming here with a first time head coach and then trying to worry about where you fit in with that power dynamic so I I could be a tough higher i'd like to see who freddie because when these guys um interview for head coach they they lay out an outline of what kind of coaches they want to bring in or what 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 they want to do so i would like to see actually who he's tabbed for the spot and then um we'll never see it but uh I'm, i'm i'm interested to see which way they go and i wish i knew more about it like you know inner workings yeah i think it'll be an older um head coach just from uh, sorry defensive coordinator just from the angle of you want someone that you can come in and trust and go look I don't really know the defense as well as you need to obviously you know both sides of the ball as a head coach and offensive coordinator because you need to understand the defense but you're not gonna from a uh, X's and O's sort of coaching on a day-to-day basis to know all the details so you just want someone that you can go look you've done it this at a high level I'm turning it over to you you need to uh, run this. So I think it will be someone more established that they bring in as a uh, DC. I'm just trying to look for some names. I've heard all sorts of stuff from Chuck Pagano to uh, everyone under the planet. And there's all this discussion over, will it be a 3-4? Will it be a 4-3? Um, there's going to be loads of different um, stuff because teams are just mixing it up and changing all the fronts, different snaps. Um, if you look at, uh, the Patriots, no one knows which one they run because they just it's, it's just called hybrid because they'll mix it from play to play based on what's best for them. The only thing I want to see is I want to see more often five or six DBs on the field. It was my one issue with uh, Williams that I just I don't think he ever really went far enough of. He wanted to keep three linebackers out there in a 4-3 rather than going, let's drop one and get another um, nickel back in there. So, um, no, um, it's positive stuff and uh, it's just going to be the one interesting I don't think um, Kitchens will have any plans for any of the staff on defence whoever he's bringing in he'll go look I like this guy this guy not as that keen on that guy but it's your choice have who you want yeah I could see yeah I I don't want to go through that like are we doing a 3-4 are we doing a 4-3 you're right we should just play 3-3-5 or 4-2-5 and then, <laughs> uh, you know, go from there. But uh, you, when you go into these drafts with a four-three, uh, you know, you bringing in people that are that are accustomed to that to that system. But I'm not sure that you know we have a lot of young kids there, and we need to sort of rebuild the defensive line. Besides your, you know, Miles Garrett himself, and you know, Ogan Joby can play uh, odd front, even front. I don't think the most of the uh, guys up front, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. So if you, if you get the right guy, like you said, maybe someone experienced, um, 
let him come in and, and put a system in, and then we'll worry about getting the dudes to fit his system. But, yeah, it's going to be super interesting over the next couple of days and weeks to see what way they go on that side of the ball. Jack, anything else on the defense side you want to cover? Uh, no, I think that's more or less it. It's just it's, it's a big unknown. Um, I think we'll wherever we go, we'll keep someone that does a base 4-3 um, or 4-2-5. But um, don't be surprised that if a team's now sort of saying we're a 4-2-5, they won't be doing that any more than 50% of the time. You're going to see three-man fronts. You're going to see five-man five, five man fronts. You're going to see the lot um, because teams, especially the good coaches, are mixing it up crazy so uh, it's exciting one name that is meant to be staying on the defense side is Dwayne Walker the uh, DB coach so maybe he's already speaking to someone and they've gone and that's a guy I've worked with and I want to keep so uh, it's interesting all right let's all move on to our favorite topic special teams <laughs> yeah. So, yeah all I know is Amos Jones is out and uh <laughs> I don't think that's going to upset uh, Cleveland at all. <laughs> How do you think um, Greg's going to take the news? Will, it, will he be all right? <laughs> I think that was what he was most excited about. Uh, I don't know. Even he was like, Kitchens, ah, who cares? Amos Jones is out. <laughs> we, we've we've sort of had a, a, a bad running relationship with Amos Jones on our podcast. <laughs> Some way of putting it. <laughs> well, the Paul Brown podcast is very positive, Adam. So uh, I like the positivity you're showing tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit different than I'm used to. <laughs> I feel like you're keeping a lot in today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it positive. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. It's an exciting day. It's you know we we got our new coach in. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this off season and, and seeing what the Browns can do into the draft and then into training camp with Baker and kitchen still here. I mean, come on, man, this is going to be, a, this is going to be the, the, the most fun season, you know, that we're going to have for, I mean, decades. <laughs> I think the interesting thing is going to be to see what kitchen wants to do with his offense. So um, there was quite regular times when, yeah, it was about 50% of the time he had three wide receivers out there, but will he reduce that down? Um, will he increase it? Um, will he change his tackles? Will he keep people in there blocking? Um, so th there's lots of things, whereas he, when you're in the middle of the season, you're just trying to hold it together and do what you can. When he actually now has some freedom to do whatever he wants with the offense, will we see it move to a more traditional offense? Will he go the Bay route of go, look, we want to run... 11 personnel, 80, 90% of the time? Um, or will he go, actually, I want to bring in another tight end and I want to run less 11 personnel? So it's going to be interesting to see what he does because there's lots of different options on the table. And I don't think we're going to see an offense exactly like we saw for the last eight games. Um, I don't think it will change too dramatically, but it wouldn't surprise me if it would be come out with something completely different next year. Yeah, from a week-to-week -week basis, he he's mixed it up. I mean, with the... With the uh, inverted wishbone, uh, running the, uh, the the wide receiver counter plays and stuff that just came out of nowhere, and then he'd come back and, and use that again. Um, you know, plenty of play action, um, some some real uh, uh, creative play action by Mayfield. Uh, 
So I, I, even even if they had not gone with Kitchens, I, I wasn't worried about Mayfield. Mayfield wasn't wasn't the issue here. I think anyone could have came in and called plays for Mayfield. And, you know, it being Kitchens, I got no problem with it. I'm happy with it and, you know, ready to go. I'm sure Baker's ready to go. And, yeah, they'll figure out game plan. He's got all offseason to do it, like you said. He's it's, This is a different role, so it would be exciting. All right, key question for you, Jack, first. Do you think with uh, Freddie Kitchen, we can make the playoffs? Oh, I think the expectation is we win the division. Um, and I think anything less than that, unless, obviously, if one of the other two teams goes off and we're talking about a situation like the uh, Cardinals, oh, not the Cardinals, the um, Chiefs and the Chargers, I don't think either of them were disappointed when it came to the end of the season and they didn't win a division. They had a 10-plus record. So I think winning the divisions where the bar is, if we get 10-plus wins and we don't win the division, yeah, no one's going to care. So I think that's where, unfortunately, the bar is, which it's going to be tough for Freddie. He's coming in with big expectations. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm excited and I think it's going to be a fantastic time. Adam, are you uh, positive we can get to the playoffs with Freddie? Yeah, I think so. I think we have a little bit easier schedule next year. Um, I mean, we're not going to lose a lot in free agency this year. Um, we don't really have any big name free agent. Like everyone's pretty much coming back that they want back, and then we should be able to add free agents. Um, the schedule doesn't look that scary now. I mean, this is all this is super early, um, but yeah, I, I expect double digit wins um, and to really set the tone for the AFC North. Excellent. I think we've now just got to back him and go for them 10 wins this year. Playoffs. Super yeah, let's Bowl. win. Let's win a playoff game. Let's win two playoff games. Let's, you know, if, if you get there, you win one, you win another one. Next thing you know, you're in the dance. So yeah. go in there, the win the division, and then it's try play for home field advantage. Um, and as regularly as you can. So just nail that division first and then keep going up the rungs. So, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a really exciting off-season. Um, anything could happen now with free agency. I think we'll start seeing these players re-signed in the next couple of weeks because you're never going to go out there as a Dorsey and start signing up these players. You choose a different head coach and then you go, no, does anyone want Greg Robinson and start pairing him? We don't want to keep him. So uh, it was always going to be the case of we wouldn't see any of these guys extended until we get through. Uh, the- yeah, yeah, one step at a time. Yeah, good point. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I just want to say thank you very much for all for your time this evening. Uh, Adam, where can we find you? Tell us more about uh, surviving the season. We've got planned for the year ahead. Uh, geez. Yeah. We're going to, you know, we do a couple podcasts a week. Um, it's going to be almost all free agency and draft, uh, right up into like a live draft show that we do every year. Um, and then, and then we'll just be looking forward to the season. Um, we're on Twitter at, uh, STS podcasts and you can find us there. Follow us up. Myself and Jack will both say you are our favorite podcast. Ah, thanks man. Appreciate it. Yeah. You guys are great. You've like taken, uh, Cleveland uh, Browns Twitter by storm as well, man. It's it's awesome to see you guys really like going well and 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 putting out tons of content. It's 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 it's, it's exciting to be a Cleveland Browns fan right now, and and what you guys are doing is great, man. From across the pond. Well, the great the great thing is there's lots and lots of space for us all because when Browns are doing well, more fans are going to come out. 
Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, when when you're when you're winning, people are like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat up some content." But when you're losing, it's just, oh, I can't do this anymore. So, yeah, it's been it's been nice. Mayfield was a huge breath of fresh air. Excellent. So, guys, this is going to be our Thursday podcast, and we're going to move Joe Marino, um, who's coming on to cover all the wide receiver prospects, back to um, Friday, but. Uh, this will be our first ever. We're changing, changes coming. So I'm going to let Paul introduce what our next and um, for all of our shows going forward, the outro is going to be because he's a big fan. It is Top Gun's classic song, Danger Zone. So hit it, Jack. <laughs>